Alright, hello and welcome back to Rupture Radio. In response to the ongoing cost of living crisis, I sat down with the Cost of Living Coalition's convener, Richard Boyd Barrett, to discuss the issue and how we can respond. There's a national demonstration planned for June 18th, and if you would like to get active around the issue and building for this demonstration, I've left a number of links below, along with details for the demo. I'd also like to plug that issue 7 of Rupture Magazine is out now and the link for that will also be below. So I'm sure it's no surprise to listeners to say that we are in a cost of living crisis as prices for food, electricity and heating continue to skyrocket. Irish households are being warned to brace themselves for the sharpest cost of living squeeze since the early 1980s and the latest figures from the Central Statistic Office show that the annual rate of price growth in the South rose to 7% in April alone. It hasn't been this high since November 2000 and still economic forecasts show the worst is still yet to come. In response to this, the Cost of Living Coalition has been formed by students, workers, unions and political parties to take to the streets and make demands around the issue. I'm delighted to be joined by the Coalition's convener and People Before Profit TD, Richard Boy Barrett, to discuss this further. Thanks for joining me, Richard. No problem, glad to be here. So just to get started, you might just outline the basis for the Coalition and what it's seeking to highlight. Yeah, well, I think we're all aware that the cost of living has gone absolutely out of control. It, and that situation has got considerably worse over the last year or two, particularly with the energy price hikes, which are just off the charts. Uh, I, I would say more or less a doubling of heating and energy costs over the last two years. But that comes on top of uh, a housing crisis that predates those energy price hikes. But that's getting worse as well. But, you know, it's it's something underlined in the ESRI report today that uh, we have 300,000 households in this country now dependent on some sort of housing assistance support because rents are so high and their incomes are simply not adequate to match the high rents. And in fact, they show that the government supports are totally inadequate as well. uh, And many people aren't even entitled to them uh, because if you go over a certain level of income, you still can't afford the rents. We are not entitled to any support anymore. So there's hundreds of thousands of workers and low-income uh, households who who are, uh, can't or are finding it extraordinarily difficult just to put a roof over their head and then to heat their homes, to pay their electricity bills. And then you see general inflation, like the cost of food and other goods, fuel for the car, uh, now looking at it could reach 8%. Uh, and like that means that the value of your earnings is falling by that in real terms. You know, you're actually, your wages are worth less or your social welfare, your pension is now worth 8% less than it was. Um, and you you have all these bills to pay, uh, you have rents to pay, mortgages to pay. So people are being hammered and then you can add to that childcare costs off the charts, virtually a second mortgage for people. Uh, you think about, fees that students are having to pay in college, uh, fees, uh, charges you have to pay to go to hospital, you have to pay to park in the hospital. You know, it just goes on and people are being crucified. Uh, and, and meantime, wages and incomes are not keeping anywhere close to pace with that. So it's a dire situation affecting hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of working people and something has to be done. So we thought, look, rather than just making noise about it in the doll or hearing people complain in a fragmented way, 
we need to build a big movement and to reach out to all the different groups, whether they're pensioners, students, left political parties, pensioners groups, advocacy groups for single parents, trade unions, obviously, organizations representing the unemployed, to reach out to all of those people and ask them were they interested in creating some sort of campaign to really put pressure on the government for uh, measures to address the cost of living crisis. So that's, it was an experiment to see was there an interest and people for profit took, if you like, the lead, but it, we got a brilliant response and uh, we got left parties, trade unions, pensioners groups, student unions, all very enthusiastic. So we've launched it now and our determination is to build a, a big movement of people power, like the water charges campaign to say enough is enough. We need action from the government's on this crisis. Yeah, I think the point you highlighted there is important in that after two years of lockdowns, which was tough for everyone, people are now facing a choice between heating and eating. And it's clear that nothing is being done by the government. And as you say, we could try and push forward bills in the doll. But in the past, we've pushed forward bills and they sit at a at later stage with nothing done as well. I thought it was important that you said that in the past, during the likes of the water charges, people getting out in the streets can really force the change that's needed and push forward the demands needed to solve the issue. And when I was reading up on the coalition, I've seen that there's five demands that the coalition is centered around. Is that right? Yeah. So, I mean, there's actually, there's, you know, there's dozens of demands yeah, of in a way that will address this, but we tried to group them under a few major categories, right? So housing, obviously, having affordable rents and affordable housing is absolutely critical. So that's one key category. Then the, the cost of public services. Uh, and under that, there's... There's a number of things, whether it's hospital fees and charges, fees in education, cost of public transport, cost of childcare. But they all come under that general thing of public services that people are paying extortionate amounts for. The other big one then, obviously, is incomes and wages because they're not keeping place, pace with the cost of living. They're, they're, you know, There's such a gap between the low pay people are getting or the minimal pay increases they're getting and the actual cost of living. So that's another key area for us. And then another big one is about having taxes on those who've done well out of the cost of living crisis, because it's not a crisis for everybody. And we really need to highlight that point. The landlords and the vulture funds have seen their profits go through the roof. The energy companies have seen absolutely record spectacular rises in profits. Big corporations generally have seen their profits rise. So it's not like everybody's losing here, as they often kind of make it out oh this is like the weather and it's just sure there's nothing we can do about it there's actually people who are benefiting from this cost of living uh, crisis so that's another key heading under which we're saying have windfall taxes uh, and special taxes to claw back some of those profits which are coming out of the pockets of ordinary people and to put them into actually controlling the cost of living so those are some of the key areas that we want to focus on yeah, I think it's clear everything is connected to the co- question of the cost of living and made even worse that now it's building on concerns around housing, health, climate concerns, general economic inequality. Um, I thought a few of the things you touched on there, like I had been going through the posts and it's clear that workers' wages have remained stagnant since the 70s, while productivity has only increased and the costs continue to rise. And as you mentioned earlier, a staggering amount of young people have no prospect of ever owning homes, so they're faced with prolonged renting periods, which is just as unmanageable. And then a big issue connected with investing in public services and controlling energy costs is just 
just transition concerns of ensuring public transport is made free and easily accessible and mass retrofitting takes place as well. Um, so it's clear that all these things are interconnected. And then generally, which we'd be consistent on is that the wealth created by all is being held by like a, a number at the top. So I think it's it's really important that all those things are connected. So that's uh, encouraging. And it's also good that uh, I've seen that we have this broad campaign, which already has a number of groups involved and had a very well attended rally outside the doll to launch things. I've seen that the numbers were quite good in comparison with some of the rallies we would have had during the lockdowns. It's clear that people are getting back out. And I know there's plans to extend further um, with a march planned on June 18th. You might just outline what's next in terms of building this coalition into a real movement. Yeah, well, that's June the 18th. And really, if, if, if the most important thing that could come out of this podcast for, for your listeners is we really want to throw everything at mobilizing thousands and thousands, maybe tens of thousands if that's possible. Uh, but, let, you know, certainly to get as many people as we can out on the streets to signal that there is going to be resistance and that we are going to exert massive pressure on the government, particularly in the run up to the budget, to address the cost of living crisis. So that's on June the 18th. And we've agreed that date. Posters and leaflets are being produced as we speak. There'll be a big, there's already social media advertising for the demonstration. Uh, and that will also be coinciding. And as part of the reason we chose the date is the Trade Union Congress in Britain are also planning to organize demonstrations on that date. Because, of course, while our government has been particularly bad at addressing the cost of living crisis, it is also a, something that is happening across the world at the moment. Uh, so uh, we'd like to see a big international movement on this because the profiteering by energy companies, the profiteering by vulture funds, uh, you know, the winners in all of this is happening internationally as well. And so if that resistance starts to become an international movement of resistance demanding what we're really demanding, I suppose, is a fair distribution of the economic wealth in our society uh, to ensure that the people who actually do the work who go out every day and work and the the low-income families and the vulnerable actually uh, are the beneficiaries of the huge wealth that does exist in our society. But at the moment, is being hoovered up by a tiny group of super wealthy corporations and billionaires. So that's uh, uh, that's the, the the logic of the date. It's a Saturday, as you said. We had a first kind of initial rally outside the door to signal this is the beginning of the campaign. But we really want everybody to get involved. So if you're a student who's affected by student poverty and housing, uh, you know, the lack of accommodation and fees, if you're a pensioner whose income is just not adequate, if you're a worker whose wages are just not keeping place with the cost of living, if you're a renter, if you're somebody on a housing list, uh, if you're a single parent who's been, you know, particularly hard hit by the current crisis, whatever section of society is affected, we want to mobilize the uh, uh, on the 18th and really uh, begin. It's not the 18th isn't going to be the end of it, but begin a sustained campaign of people power uh, and mobilization to demand emergency measures to deal with this crisis. Yeah, I thought the point that you touched on there in terms of this being not just a, an issue that's limited to Ireland, it is general instability in the world. And I think people are very aware of that, like acutely aware of it, just coming out of a two year long pandemic, questions of more things arising, the war and just general instability. I think it's very well interconnected. And that point about everybody is touched on this. I've seen that in the coalition, it ranges from unions, political parties, student groups, pensioners, um, the Climate Justice Coalition is involved. And obviously all of these things are interlinked 
linked. So I think it's it's important to emphasize again, we want a real water charges style movement of people back out in the streets. In terms of people getting involved, if people want to find out more, they can find the coalition on Facebook at Cost of Living Coalition and at COLC Ireland on Facebook and Twitter. And I'll leave a link to those pages below along with the event page uh, for June 18th. There's also, by the way, an email where people can, if they're looking for information or just want to help out, because we what, what we really need is people distributing leaflets, putting up yeah. posters, mobilizing their own networks, their friends, their community, their uh, workplace. So there's also an email if you want to help out. The Facebook page is obviously one way, but there's an email, which is info at colc.ie. So you can email in if you want to help get involved, because, uh, yeah, it's people we need to help build this movement. And I think... We can change things, you know, and people shouldn't despair. Let's let's get organized and fight back. We did it with water charges. We've done it on other campaigns. We can do it on the cost of living, uh, but we need people power to do it. Exactly. And I'll leave a link to that email as well. And listeners can get in touch with the show through any of our social media and I'll send on more information. Thanks a million for joining me, Richard. Much appreciated. Thank Cheers. You.